one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back, prospectors, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into the salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, find the saltiest posts, those salty stories, those stories about playgroup dynamics, the interesting things we want to talk about, put them in our mind cart, bring them back up to you, our dear, dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. High energy, Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm actually still just sorry. I'm still upset about this whole phone situation. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. What happened? My phone <laughs> broke today, and I use it for two-factor auth for everything, and so I couldn't do, like, anything today. And then I went to set up my new phone because I had to go get a new phone. And it needed me like to to access my backup stuff. I needed a password that is saved in my Google account. And I have a Google phone. So that's where I had all my passwords saved. Oh, no. So it's like I couldn't even access all my backups. So I like just got it figured out and I was moving apps around. That's why the energy was low. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I when I went to Italy brag. like last year, I left my phone and I went to log in to like my Gmail to try and get like information because I also had like ticket information for us and like flight information, all all this shit, right? And like you go to log in and they're like, oh, you can only log in if you can send a thing from your phone. And I'm like, I don't fucking have my phone, man. Yeah. Like, how do you want me to do this? <laughs> and then you go through all these different hoops and you're like, God, my life is is just there in the palm of my hand. You know? Well, that's kind of what happened. I, I like middle of the day, I kind of noticed the screen wasn't working. I was like, that's fine. Like, I, I'll get I'll be able to get through the day and then go fix it or something. And then like immediately after that, I needed to log on to something for work. I immediately realized, oh, I need my phone to do anything for my job. Like, so I actually this is not this is not an issue I can delay even four hours. This is an issue I need to address right now. Yeah, that's more brutal that it's used for everything for work, too. Yeah, yeah. How big is your company? You don't have like one IT person that can like make something work. They could have like I could have reached out and done something, but it would have taken like an hour anyway to like open a ticket and wait for them to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I need to fix a phone at some point anyway. I just got to go do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid technology, man. Yeah, hate it. Hate how useful it is for everything. What new phone did you get? (laughs) I that's the funny part. I didn't get a new phone. I did get a new phone, but it's the exact same make and model. Yeah. It is a physically new phone, but it is the exact same model as I had before. So that's actually what I did with the last phone I got. Are you fucking kidding me, Tony? Just before this call, you told us that you have an (laughs) iPhone 6, and I wasn't going to put you on blast. It's not an iPhone 6. It's an iPhone 6S, Oh, my God. (laughs) Big difference. (laughs) The S stands for scrub. (laughs) But it, like, factually, 
prior to the phone I have now, that is also what I had. And you chose to buy another one. Well, because it's been a while, friends. <laughs> like, oh, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I got a success probably like, I got it like just after I got back from Saudi, I think. Mm. And at the time, I think we were on like eight or nine probably. Uh, but I liked the small phone, like having a small one. So I got, I bought like a refurbished one. Actually, I think I've bought, I think this is my third Isn't that one. an option now? Can't you get like the purposefully small phone? They have like, well, they have phone. gone back to that. You can get smaller ones again. Yeah. Yeah. Look, stop yelling at me. I'll do what I want with my technology. It's one of those silly things where it is something I use every single day and I can afford a phone. So like I should just get a real new one, but I just haven't. Cause my current one is also definitely dying. Like yeah. if yeah. I'm Earlier unplugged, so I can't like, fucking oh, function. It works. It's fine. <laughs> the truth comes out. But it needs to be plugged all. in all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm literally plugged in right now. Like it's it's this game of I live that remote life, so I it, like it hasn't been painful enough. Yeah, you know, as soon that. as it becomes pain, like every time I go to Boston and I'm like, fuck, it's always dead, and I need to Uber <laughs> somewhere, and like it's the whole fucking thing. I'm like, god damn it, <laughs> man. Yeah, rip. You know what I want to talk about. I I had this earlier and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save it for the podcast because we had that special episode way back when, where we talked about it way too much and it made it into the episode title, which you might've heard that we talked about recently in episode 50. And I wanted to bring it back up again. Bacon. Bacon. (laughs) Guys. Is this how you're transitioning to salt? You just want to talk about bacon again? No, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But guys, I have moved into a very weird and controversial camp for bacon preparation. There's only one right answer, so I'm interested to hear what you say right now. This is a wrong answer, but I'm going to stand by it. And I've started microwaving my bacon. Yeah, it's not a wrong answer. Gross. It it is an acceptable answer. Dude, it's so good. Bacon preparation is all about scale it's not about anything <laughs> <Yeah>. else <laughs> it's about how much bacon if are you, you trying need a to pound make? of bacon you're making that in the oven if you need half you could probably do that on a frying pan if you want like three slices yeah. microwave all day does it come out crispy yes uh, yeah yeah it gets crispy oh my god no way mike was just like eh, you can, you was- can, with certain bacon you can get microwave bacon to come like fake bacon level of crispy like yeah it's not gonna be like burnt crunchy but it, it's it's like I, I, if it's when i pick up man, the bacon good. it shouldn't even move it should be it's like yeah, a it's stiff. like a ruler basically now yeah, like, you, okay. can get, well, you can get that you, you can get there you can get there you can get that you just have to put a lot of paper towels around it yeah soaks yeah up all the grease but dude, oh it's God. like kind of revolutionary because I already talked about how I enjoy bacon, but I hate cooking it because it fills your house with bacon stink. And the the gas that comes off bacon is like this oily fume that sticks to everything. And then your pan is just filled with bacon grease, which is nice. You can cook with it later and shit, but you have to like harvest it. You got to clean it. I'm a cast iron man. So cleaning bacon grease off a cast iron pan is a pain in the ass anyways in a soapless environment. But dude, fucking shove that shit in the microwave for a few minutes. It, it's like done before my toast is toasted in the morning. It's fucking great. I feel like I have never done this, nor do I. Well, lies. I have definitely seen this done before in my house. My grandmother did it a long, long time ago, and it did not come out nice. Didn't your grandma also play Game Boy Advance? So she sounds fucking cool as shit. 
<laughs> she did. <True. laughs> it wasn't Game Boy Advance. It was the whatever the the one was like just after that. Was that was the that DS? The DS. Yeah, yeah. It had the like brain age thing. Oh whatever. yeah, yeah. So she made it like that. I re- relatively recently got turned on to the concept of doing it in the oven because they're like it's just like quicker, faster. Well, not not necessarily quicker, not but quicker, like but it comes efficient. out crispy, perfect every fucking time. Efficient. And like it definitely does. And I made this is funny because just the, I don't get big in that much, but just the other day I was like Stephanie. You're at the the fancy store right now, and I need you to get me like a slab of bacon from that place. It's very like fucking bougie. Gr- yeah, it's like grass fed pigs. Like they're yeah. fucking vibing. They're feeling it. Tastes the same as regular bacon, but like I don't know. think they're feeling it anymore. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know. <laughs> but either way, I got it specifically for a BLT. Like every once in a Ooh, while, like a oh, really yeah. good BLT just feels like uh next level. Put some mayo on that bitch. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the Hell only yeah. way to do it. Oh yeah. And my bacon was crispy as fuck. The slightly too much bacon move is to have a breakfast sandwich in the morning or like, you know, eggs and bacon and toast. Yeah, yeah. And then like four hours later have a BLT for lunch. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what the ultimate uh BLT hack is? The the best tip I can give you for a BLT salt and pepper your tomato oh yeah mm-hmm. mika is gonna love that because a, a die hard you must salt and pepper your tomato you have all to the do. time yeah. yeah otherwise it's like why are you even eating the tomato you know i just like tomato i will say if if you have a really good tomato yeah it can make a difference but i'm i'm, I'm talking like like next tier this isn't just like you know i picked up a good looking one like you know, you gotta have some fresh ass tomatoes off of somebody's some like fucking shit. farm. Some heirloom I'm also shit. Yes. cutting like yes. thick slices of tomato. Oh, like thick. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, three like quarters a, of like an inch steak. to an inch at least. Yeah, it is a tomato <laughs> steak. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely needs to be thick. Yeah, it's a slab. Otherwise, why are you even fucking doing it? Like, oh, ah yeah. man, I will say that BLT like hit the <laughs> fucking spot. I, I haven't had one, right one now, in so man. long. Yeah, should we go? Should we take a quick break and go? We have a little BLT break. So, so like a few weeks back, my mom, like we did like a, like an omelet kind of day and my parents came up and we like all had breakfast and stuff. And my mom, who is amazing, love my mom. And she's like such an amazing cook, big into food, why I'm so passionate about food and all that kind of stuff. She like was planning to cook for like 10 people and make a ton of omelets. And then, you know, some people couldn't make it and stuff. So uh, from from my wife's family so it was just like you know six of us or whatever so <laughs> but she planned for 10 and being the woman she is over planned so she brought yeah. like so she really four. planned for like 30 <laughs> yeah she brought like four packs of bacon <laughs> yeah. so and we ate one so i have like three entire things of bacon and the other day i was like eh, like i kind of want some bacon I, oh you can microwave it i read that on the package like yeah fuck it let's fucking see what happens it was good, dude. It was great. Yep. Yeah. And you can make like three slices. It's yeah. Broken. You can be like, just, just give me one. Uh, I, you know, I made like six, but still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, but you can, but, but yeah. I cut the pack in half. So they're like six half slices. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing like full, like 10 inch strips. I, I, I manage it. I feel like the problem is they start at 10 inch in the oven and they definitely shrink down to like. Yeah, there's some shrinkage there. The the thing that the oven scares me with is that like a few years ago, one of my coworkers was doing 
bacon in the oven, like a shit ton of bacon in the oven. And he grabbed the pan and the pan tilted ever so slightly. And he got like hot bacon grease all Oof. over his hand and was just like horribly, horribly burned. And I was like, well, never doing that shit. I mean, yeah, it sounds terrifying. like a scrub, but wow. yeah, I mean, you gotta be prepared user for error. that shit. Like, <laughs> it's definitely user error because it will generate a fuckload of grease for sure. Like well, the same amount of grease that grease is like management. going in the pan is like going in the fucking oven. Like, Gr- grease management has it. always been the worst part of of cooking and eating bacon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you just in get the, so much in the oven. You can pull off a tinfoil layer that collects it all, and then you just take that out, and toss it. Yeah, like let it cool and trash it, or throw some yeah, ice yeah. on it and throw it in the yeah. trash. Yeah. And I'm always one of those people that's like, let me collect the grease and I'll use it to cook later. Yeah. And then like <laughs> six months later, I'm like, well, I'll throw out this old grease now. <laughs> I did just get some duck though. And so I think I'm going to make that. And when I make that, I want to make sure to uh, collect that bacon grease. Cause that actually is like some yeah, gold duck shit. Fat, like dude. you got to keep that. Yeah. That shit is, that shit is gold. That's amazing. Yeah. Make some like sick hash brown kind of is it kind of afterwards. Is it kind of salty? Ooh, should we? I know we've been talking about bacon a lot, but should Actually, we I talk about? I prefer to keep talking about food and cooking. Um, I'm fucking, I'm out, Tony. I'm out. <laughs> you make me stay for another late night episode. <laughs> you talk about bacon for half an hour. Man, it's a good thing you said something because I literally was like, I wasn't even remotely close to going back. Yeah, me too. I, I was about to tell you guys about the salsa I've been making, but I guess <laughs> no, we'll wanna... no, no, no. Tell us about that next. Guess we'll week. save that for later. <laughs> it's really good though i can't stop eating it and my body is in pain from the heat is there cilantro in it oh. do you salt the tomatoes we gotta go we gotta I do get put back a lot of to salt it in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. sam what salt salt is frustrations in the game look at us go folks seamless transition <laughs> uh salt is when you sit down at a table and you're playing a game of magic and you know, you're like pre-cons, everybody pre-cons. And someone's like, yeah, I have a slightly modified pre-con. And then you realize that they've modified their pre-con with Ristic Study, Smothering Tithe, Demonic Consultation, Thassa's Oracle, all the free counter spells. And they're just wrecking you up and down. And you're like, this isn't really a modified pre-con anymore. Salt is when you come up with a new brew and you sit down to play it and you realize that it totally sucks and you actually hate that type of deck and you don't know why you built it. Salt is a lot of different things in the game and it really stems from interactions in the game that maybe are messing up stuff that you're doing that you didn't expect. Salt can be little sprinkles of it, little grains, or it can be big salt and you're getting pissed and you're throwing a deck across the room. Um, <laughs> hopefully you're not doing hopefully that. Hopefully not. But that's some people a big do, do salt. That. Yeah, that's a big it salt. It can be whittle salt and big salt. Oh, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Come on, man. What, what, what was, was that? Like what was the whittle? What was that? I thought that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late episode, folks. <laughs> yeah, so all those things are salt. And we talk about salt so we can learn a little bit about it understand it a little bit better and maybe not be salty ourselves we're still working on that but i keep hearing that it's working great for the listeners out there <laughs> slay like i've said in the past we're getting worse but if y'all are getting better cool <laughs> <laughs> i will say we did have some pretty awesome and salt-free games the other day 
and Tony couldn't make it to that game night. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> but you were missed, Tony. All right. Well, uh, you guys want to get into our first story here? Let's do it. Before we do that, can you talk about the salsa real quick? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, it's really good. I start with <laughs> some jalapenos and I grill them. Oh. I grill the jalapenos. That actually is next level. I'm just going to put little pieces of the salsa ingredients. Well, you have to build it into each post. Yeah. I'll just (laughs) give you a tiny little bit over the course of this whole thing. Enjoy the edit. It'll be part of your, like, what the salt rating is. It just has to describe a different part of the recipe (laughs) each way. All right. I'm ready for the story we're about to go on. Um, So this is an interesting one. So I I will say that generally speaking here at the Howling Salt Mine, we're very much like your local supermarket. It's a first in first out system. You know, we got to get that old milk off the shelves uh, so we can put the new milk in down the road. Every once in a while, a story comes through where it's kind of fun to jump the gun a little bit and move that to the front of the, uh, the pack here. And we happen to have one of those stories today. So if y'all will remember, we had a special salty card last week, a very, very interesting salty card that may appear in the story. So this story comes to us from Twitter, where we're starting to get some stories now, and comes to us from our friend Locum. And the story goes, I was playing a game against three friends on Untap. I was playing a group hug deck with K&T at the helm against a friend's Emrakul deck, I can't remember what the other two decks were. I had to turn one burgeoning and started out ramping them all. I ended up casting Divine Intervention. Ooh. Our salty card from last week. The player after me was not able to do anything about the Divine Intervention and asked the table if anybody had anything that could deal with it. Only I said, eh, I sort of do, which led the Emrakul player to choosing me with their commander to take over their next turn. When they started taking my turn, obviously they had to remove the counter from divine intervention and realize that if they passed the turn to me, I would also get the upkeep and remove the last counter, resulting in the draw. In realizing this, they look at the card in my hand, the answer that I had to divine intervention, and said, sorry guys. The card in my hand was fractured identity. This led to three copies of divine intervention hitting the board. I just feel like for shits and giggles, someone should sleeve this card up in a CDH deck, bring it to tournaments purely to draw games. I don't know who would helm the deck though. Maybe a certain Selesnya commander with a tap ability that generates mana based on parlay. <laughs> I guess there's a new build for Silvala. <laughs> would win as many games. So if you guys remembered into last week, our salty card of the week was Divine Intervention. It's an enchantment that comes into play with two counters on it. During your upkeep, you remove one. When the last one is removed, the game ends in a draw. The card Fractured Identity costs three, one white and one blue. It's sorcery. It says exile target non-land permanent. Each player other than its controller creates a token that's a copy of it. (laughs) (laughs) So you stop the time bomb of the one divine intervention only to gain three more. (laughs) The person was very right when they were like, Sorta. I sorta have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You definitely sorta had an answer. <laughs> you can indeed remove that divine intervention. Yeah, you can stop it from going off in two turns, but 
it's still going to go off. <laughs> I just feel like I had to read that one. Just so interesting. You know, divine intervention comes up so rarely. Uh, I've never, ever seen it at the table. And here we have it in a salty story. I also don't see fractured identity enough. That's a really interesting card. I like that. Is that a Zedru card? No. Yeah, because you you're not giving the you're not giving the copy. You're just getting people. a token. It's not. It, you have to be moving cards around for Zedru, unfortunately. I mean, it could be thematically, but it's not really uh, mechanically. Yeah, just to like give something shitty to everybody instead of actually physically passing it to some person. It's a really interesting card, though. Five mana, though, is a lot for a removal piece like that. For a removal piece that's then giving your opponents like more of it unless you've got a weird reverse kind of deck where you're trying to like get rid of stuff uh like it's some like paint effect on your board that you're like exiling your own thing and then giving everybody else one mm. well op here is playing a kaneos and tiro of melodis deck that's knt um which is the four color sans black kind of group hug commander so I think in a group hug deck, it does make sense because you can get like a really interesting creature out or something like that and give it to everybody else. Right. Perplexing Chimera. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> how how could you? That's a fucking war crime. How dude. dare you? <laughs> that would be so awful. Oh, my God. Now I kind of want to do that in a deck. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is brutal shit. <laughs> that should be the divine intervention deck that you make. It should be all shit like that. <laughs> and then you cast divine intervention and someone else takes it and you don't yeah. care because it still <laughs> is going to pop off with a, with a draw. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, weird. I, I never really see that card. Fractured Identity. I mean, obviously, I, we talked about it a bunch in the last episode, but I think the main reason it tends to generate salt is because you're playing a different game than everyone else. Yeah, I agree. There's also an interesting story about like giving partial information. Like it kind of feels to me, it's not like a deal was made or anything, but sometimes you have these deals where people go by letter of the law and they're like, well, here's the deal. And you didn't come up with great terms and I'm going to come through the, a loophole right. on it. And it's sort of like, yeah, I can remove it, but you won't like what happens. <laughs> yeah. Usually this is like, I'll remove that if you don't swing at me this turn and then they don't swing. And then it's a board wipe that happens to remove like the <laughs> thing that you said. <laughs> uh, but I do kind of like that this Emrakul player like gets to discover this, <laughs> this moment, you know, be like, well, I kind of can. What do you think? And it's like, oh, you kind of can't too. <laughs> yeah, man. I've definitely had some moments like that, not with an Emrakul, but with like a Gitaxian probe in a CDH game. I remember this one game specifically where I used Gitaxian probe on Mike and I saw his hand and I just realized how absolutely fucked we were because he had like a turn to win. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Well, this has been a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost that, that one though. Knowledge. <laughs> well, what do we think about this already here? I mean, I think it's perfectly balanced. I think it's a good draw. You know, it's a nice even amount of salt spread all around the table, precisely evenly. Mm, yeah, I agree. It, it's really like a perfectly balanced salt, much like the salt in the salsa that I make, uh, which includes <laughs> yeah. a quick pickle onion, half red, half white, uh, a brief quick pickle with some white wine vinegar 
and a little bit of salt and a little bit of sugar. Mm, that's a good start to a salsa. I like that. Just like this was. <laughs> Don't forget the grilled jalapenos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, tight. Hit us with another one. <laughs> it's gonna be a very weird episode. <laughs> Dude, if good I luck. Good this. luck editing that. All right, that was a nice quick first one. Let's move on to our next story, guys. This next story comes to us from Nick, Nick, Nick. Nickelodeon. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a Reddit DM. (laughs) Is is this Uh, Nick's like secret username on Reddit? That'd be hilarious. That would be great. (laughs) Also, what a throwback. Nickelodeon. Is there still a song? Oh, I'm sure there isn't. That was in the day when there was like a fucking, what was the competition show where they climbed up the mountain at the end? Dude, fucking Global Guts? Is that what yes. you're talking about? <laughs> Where they climbed the aggro crag to get a piece yes. of that radical rock? Uh, Throw it to Mo! And Mike O'Malley hosted it? Fuck yeah, yeah dude. That show dude. slapped. Are you kidding that me? That like Legends of the Hidden Temple and shit. Like, oh my god, dude. That was yeah. that Nick kind of time. What about like Family Double Dare? That was a fucking great oh, show. Oh, that was another good one too. But they would like jump in a big pool of slime and reach up the nose and get like a flag. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and the was that brain thing on the same channel too you know they rolled out the big head that was like kid nick or something maybe oh you know what i'm talking about with that brain that they rolled out and it was like word puzzles oh my god it was i don't remember the name of the show but it was hosted by summer sanders yes okay cool. and it had like the cast <laughs> of all that on it and what was it? It was like some kind of guessing. Oh, show. they would get like slimed. Yeah, people get slimed. Man, dude, I can see the fucking brain. I just can't think people of the name at home of the are show. Like screaming at their their I iPods know. right now. Oh my god, what the fuck was it? I have no idea. These are wild conversations to hear with with no context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone who's Mike's everybody age or add Mike the name of figure the show out. right it was now. Figure it, figure it out. That is oh my literally God. exactly what I was. Hilarious. I feel like I just said I can't even figure it out. <laughs> if you're in the Discord and you got that before we got to this point, at me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at Tony right now. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the post. Let's get into this. This one's from (laughs) Nick, Nick, Nick. And the post goes, Hey guys, love the show. Long time listener, first time caller. I just finished listening to episode 43, where you told a story from a listener about playing a new dragon's deck, then having all of their dragons stolen by Captain Ingathrod. This caught my ear because initially I grew concerned that maybe I was the player on the other end of the story. Well... (laughs) (laughs) My friend had just finished brewing his new Tiamat deck and sat down at the table declaring it as Battlecruiser level, or as Nick calls it, T-Ball magic. (laughs) (laughs) A little joke for the patrons with Nick's giant rant that he posted. Uh, Maybe we'll read it one day. I had pulled out my Captain Ingathrod deck, maybe 15 cards changed from the pre-con. As the game got going, I hit him first with a horror, and he ended up milling an ancient brass dragon. So, of course, I picked that to take with Captain Ingathrod. You can probably see where this is going. The next turn, I got to hit him with all of my horrors and milled all of his crazy dragons, like more ancient dragons and Scion of Draco. I rolled big on the d20 for ancient brass dragon, and from there, I ran away with the game. Playing with all of his new dragon cards delighted me. Luckily, that was the first game of the night, and he ended up winning the other two that we got to play, albeit with different decks. 
I was comforted when I heard that the story in episode 43 was about a Jund dragon's deck, so I was in the clear there. Since then, my friend has proceeded to usually win with his Tiamat deck by getting Cloth, Unrivaled Ancient, Goldspan Dragon, and Ancient Copper Dragon with Tiamat's ability. So I don't feel too bad about what happened in that first game. Thanks for the show. Nick. I think the thing I love the most is like the internet is so vast, but to have moments like that where you can be like, oh my God, was this like, was this me? <laughs> is like a fun thing for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I do really enjoy that too. I, I know for a fact that there were a couple people that listened to this show that were sent an episode from a friend who submitted a salty story. And that salty story was about them being kind of like a dickhead in a game. <laughs> and they sent it to them to be like, Hey, like you better change your behavior. And then they listened to it and enjoyed it and stuck with us. But we've, we've gotten a few like fan mail messages from people about that. <laughs> fucking amazing. You know, back in episode 43, we did talk about Captain Ingathrod, but let's just do it one more time here for context. So Captain Ingathrod, this is from the D&D sets, um, that D&D commander set. He is three and a blue and a black. Legendary creature, pirate, horror. Horrors you control have menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. At the beginning of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card in opponent's graveyard that was put there from their library this turn. Put it onto the battlefield under your control. And it's a 3-6. I feel like I had this reaction the first time I read this, but this card's like really good. Yeah, it really is. It definitely it's, is. It's especially good when you have someone at your table running huge fatties that you can reanimate. Yeah. yeah. Dude. In Commander, you almost always are. Like, unless you're up against like a one spell slinger deck and a couple like white weenies decks. Like there's usually someone out there that's got just like massive creatures to hit. Yeah. And even with like the white weenie deck or like an elf ball deck, for example, if you just keep hitting that person, you'll eventually build some synergy with their stuff on your board. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> even, I'm not gonna lie, even with a white weenie deck, if I hit like a creature with nothing but flavor text, I'd be like, I'm taking that. Like that's what's <laughs> oh, yeah. coming out onto the board right now. Like the, there's so much potential for power and for memes that like, it's just like, I love it. <laughs> you, you always take it. I, I mean, this is just an interesting commander. It gives evasion with menace. It is a horror itself, but it's also artifacts, right? It's that artifacts too. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, you can just, just take ramp fucking rocks, dude. mana rocks, like with the fuck mm. ever else you want. Yeah. The one ring from somebody's, you know, like the one, one ring and then it's the yours one, forever. One ring, and then it, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And you're playing only. for anti. So you get you're to playing, keep yeah, it permanently. Basically yeah. Anti. And you're like, sorry, Post Malone, this is mine now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there's kind of this secret salt about this of like Tiamat too, of him at the end as like kind of a footnote being like, and also that, that, that person keeps winning now. So it's yeah, so I feel bad. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. It's like, I love that. I, I, there's a friend that I play with and she's got a Tiamat deck and she gets the same five things and, it's always like, okay, here comes cloth. It, it yep. is always, always cloth. What does cloth do? Cloth makes it so that when you deal damage, you get that much mana, I think. It's kind of like a Neheb. Oh, I could be wrong. What? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, cloth is five, a red and a green uh, for legendary dragon. It's Whenever attacks. cloth unrivaled ancient attacks, add X mana 
in any combination of colors where X is the total power of attacking it's creatures. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Spend this mana only to cast spells until end of turn. You don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. Oh, but you can only cast spells and that doesn't win you the game. Oh, so. only all of the dragons <laughs> that you got. Yeah. So you play Tiamat. Then the next turn, you definitely have enough mana to play cloth and you have a Tiamat on board. So you're immediately oh swinging for what is it? That's that's immediately 14 mana right there, right? Yeah. To yeah. drop two other things like right away. It's interesting that both of these commanders in the story that seem like real powerhouses uh, came from the D&D sets. It's true. Also, <laughs> also, I do love that this is a confessional about somebody playing a deck for the first time and getting like their shit kicked in a little bit. Um, <laughs> because I feel like we've all been in that position before where you're like, yeah, my new deck and you bring it to the table and then someone just like wrecks you. You're like, eh, I fucking hate this deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I this sucks. <laughs> hey, they kept playing through it. So yeah, they already jumped that one hurdle. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do think that's like a give and take with some decks, you know, you're going to have games where your deck totally gets crushed. You're going to have other games where the other deck crushes you. It, it's kind of fair, especially with decks that steal stuff from your opponents. Like you're bound to eventually get crushed by the thing that you stole at one time. Mm -hmm. For sure. Kind of poetic justice in, in both directions. What, uh, what do we think about the salt rating on this one? This is pretty low salt. I think like it's, uh, it's a mirror of a different one that we've had. So whatever we said on that, see above. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <So> lazy. Uh, <laughs> just phoning it in. Just take that out. <laughs> I think that this is, you know, it's not super high salt. It's, it sounds like that second player, the team had player had like a pretty great game that evening anyways. Well, with other decks, but if I was that team at player coming to the table, with a fresh deck, I'd be feeling pretty salty about this. What kind of fresh ingredients would you be incorporating into a salsa if you made one? What a what an interesting metaphor, Tony. <laughs> but to to think about that, I would feel exactly like a grilled red bell pepper. Mm. Yeah, just with a little bit of char on it and some olive oil and salt and pepper before you grill it. Yeah, I'd feel just like that. Interesting. And do you grill it down to like, it's like grilled or is it like a light, quick, quick, quick char or is it like grill it down? It's like a medium char until it's softened a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. A lot of grilled stuff going on in the salsa. I like it. It's like a grilled salsa, man. Like that, that's why that was the inspiration. Interesting. All right. I guess we probably need one more in order to round out the salsa. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys feel about the salt rating on this? <laughs> we already got rating. I already found it in. You're not going to get a better answer out of me. So, <laughs> all righty, let's let's get like a really salty one. I feel like these have been like floaters. Yeah, they've been pretty light. Need something to round out a recipe. You know that kind of a salt. It's like the stupidest bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so stupid. Let's round this out with a Patreon post. And this one is actually two small stories in one. We're moving through these a little bit quick. Let's let's give the folks a fourth. Why not? I'm ready. So these come to us from one of our patrons, Monster Doobie. <laughs> hey. you know when you say it out loud it's so different 
Yeah, it really is. Thanks, Monster Doobie. <laughs> I've like read it in my head so many times. Yeah, but when you really say it. <laughs> and the story goes. Howling Salt Mine Crew, good afternoon. I have been listening since episode one, day one. Thank you for all oh, the laughs. Oh, baby, let's fucking go. Fucking That's day true 30% one, right there. Yeah, dude. He definitely is. That's fucking amazing. I want to see a fucking timestamp. Post that shit in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Give us the proof. <laughs> Anybody can fucking say it. <laughs> so this first story is titled, There Are No Sideboards in EDH. Ooh. And the story goes, I was playing with a group of four friends in our weekly pod, and one of them had been going off all night, no matter which deck he played. He had been drawing perfect hands and pub stomping us. At the end of the third game, the pub stomper declares, next, I am going to play my zombie deck. It's fastest <laughs> deck with multiple infinite combos. I had finally had enough and brought out my most powerful non-CDH deck, and I began switching out a couple cards. The pub stomper sees this and says, there's no sideboard in Commander. <laughs> I state... I am just upgrading. You haven't lost a game all night. He says, that's a sideboard. I state, like an asshole, we are allowed to upgrade during the week. When is the cutoff for upgrading? An hour before the game starts? 10 minutes? 30 seconds? There is no cutoff for upgrading. <laughs> Frustrated, he allowed it to continue. I proceed to slot Drought into my Hanada deck, along with a few other evil cards. It doesn't matter, though because I draw drought in my opening hand and I proceed to laugh evilly while the black zombie pub stomper can't do anything. Who won? It does not matter. Not the zombie deck. <laughs> what is drought? We got to look that up. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. I am as well. Oh, what is this weird card? Drought is a four mana enchantment to a white and a white. At the beginning of your... Hang on, give it the, the respect it's earned. It's from Ice Age, so you gotta highlight that oh, at the beginning. Shit. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it's a yeah. fucking it's old, old card. <laughs> at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice drought unless you pay two white mana. Spells cost an additional... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Spells cost an additional sacrifice a swamp to cast for each black mana symbol in their mana costs. <laughs> activated abilities cost an additional sacrifice a swamp to activate for each black mana in their activation costs. Oh my gosh. My God. I, I that is, want that to is read. sideboarding. <laughs> that Monster Doobie. Sideboarded in. That was the Oracle text. Like you yeah, that was the Oracle the, text. The original text at some point because you're just like, what the fuck is this card trying to yeah. say? I'll read it right now. Ready? It says, during your upkeep, Pay two white mana or destroy drought before a spell that requires one black mana as a part of its casting cost may be cast or an ability that requires one black mana as part of its activation cost may be played. The controller of that spell or ability sacrifices a swamp for each black mana in the spell's casting cost or the ability's activation cost. I don't know if it was cleaner. <laughs> it's actually a really good thing that got oracled because the original text uses the black mana symbol. Uh for the costs. So I think that would make it Orzov color identity in commander and you wouldn't be able to play it in like mono white decks. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that is sideboarding for sure. <laughs> that is sideboarding. <laughs> Monster Duty. Sideboarding. We love you, dude. We love our day ones, but <laughs> that is sideboarding for sure. I mean, what's hilarious is that you bullied this person into letting you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then also no one at the table disagreed. Because <laughs> nobody I, else I don't was disagree. like, no. <laughs> I don't disagree. That's the thing. Like, it is sideboarding, but it's also like the point does stand of like when's cut off. Like, there's no point where you have to submit a deck list. Like, you can mess around with your deck whenever you want. I think the one piece that you shouldn't really do and that makes it clear that this is like targeted boarding in is doing it after a commander has been announced like yeah because yeah. as soon as you can put in color hate you're doing something really ridiculous it's interesting because this this story starts as a salty story and ends as a salty confessional in a way yeah <laughs> where monster doobie was like i'm just gonna do everything i can to shut out this zombie player i think in like retrospect you just gotta run with the deck that you have you know you can't really be making these sideboard changes you just gotta like pick your best deck and and jam it and and hopefully like team up with the other two players at the table and you know knock out the zombie deck on the flip side you can totally do this but then you have to keep running drought for like five games after <laughs> yeah <laughs> and every once in a while I'll be like oh man can't believe i drew this completely dead card but really happy i put it in the deck definitely overall <laughs> yeah just cast it every once in a while and and let it sacrifice and be like uh, i guess it's not useful in this game <laughs> oh, man. oh man what a card what's like the mini saw rating there dude it's a maxi salt rating there's so much <laughs> yeah. salt here to be so salted out that you're just like fuck you i'm gonna be playing this card and you like jam it in your deck like i just i wish i could have been there i mean monster doobie is aware of it they say i state like an asshole we are allowed to upgrade <laughs> during the week you know they know yeah. they're aware yeah of yeah, it, yeah. Sure. i mean i've had similar things where like maybe not 30 seconds before the game starts but like i'll slot in like mostly for me it's a eldrazi titan that shuffles when i know there's like a mill thing on the table <laughs> or like a snow land when you remember you're supposed to be or able to snow, land. snow land. dude honestly <laughs> more that than anything else me knowing that i've got no snow lands in my deck but i have into the north <laughs> i feel like putting an eldrazi titan into your deck before facing mill is also bullshit and frankly i think we've had a question like that <laughs> on our show before in the past where somebody was doing that tony well i did it <laughs> i mean it's not like it didn't fit in the deck at all <laughs> that's the thing like it fit more than drought did <laughs> I, I think the the thing is that like when somebody says they're gonna play a deck you know it's kind of this weird thing because if someone announces they're gonna play a deck before you pick yours you already have too much information you know what i mean to like fairly yeah. pick a deck that is when the ability to change your deck stops it's when one person announces what they're gonna play you could try and suss it out you could meta snipe a little bit and be like well he played that deck and that deck real quick i'm just gonna throw a drought in and then he announces he's gonna play <laughs> zombies like that starts to be more okay but as soon as what commander someone is playing is is announced that's that's definitely your your point at a minimum of when you have to well that's why the, put the, the sideboard like down what i'd say the difference is it's like it's like knowing your meta like i definitely mm -hmm. hear what you're saying and again that's why i'm saying like i don't i don't do that five seconds before the game starts like i probably did it on two like not tuesday because we play on tuesdays i did it on like the truth comes sunday, out sunday <laughs> knowing that like maybe it would come up right 
Oh, so yeah. I think that's different. Yeah, that is because different. that is deck building to your meta. But it, it if Nick is like, I'm playing Bruvac, and you're like, let me make one card swap like that. I thought you were saying that. No, no, I was saying doing it beforehand. But even still, like to your point, it's hard to not. Like Nick says, oh, I'm going to play Bruvac, and for me to not then want to pick the deck that I know has like mm, basically yeah. a hard counter to it. Uh, well, my big thing in that situation is when Nick says Bruvac and I want to play Alesha, which is a kind of a reanimator deck. It's like, yeah. you know, usually what I'll do is I'll ask. I'll be like, hey, are you okay with me playing this deck? Even if it's like pretty good against yours, I can play something else but I want to play this right now and kind of like give it back to your opponent and give them a chance to, you know, sort of say something about it. Yeah. But that's at, that's at the deck level, not at the specific card level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is the salt of a large open salt flat with a bunch of cracks running through it, much like the art for the card drought. So if you haven't seen the card Definitely go check it out because it's some cool, some cool salt flats there with a nice dead fish in the middle of it. I feel like the salt in this is like a wide open lime that I've cut uh, two <laughs> limes and it's two limes juice that go into the salsa. No zest, nice. only juice. No zest? You kidding me? Zest in a Just salsa? Saying. No way. Some, some people do that. Maniacs. That's the hint of lime. Just saying. Mm, I don't know. But I don't two know about full that. limes. That's a lot of lime. Well, it's for jalapenos. Gotcha. I mean, I don't deseed them. Hey, you got to keep it raw. Like, it's fucking hot, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, cool. I think we need <laughs> one more to finish <laughs> out the. <laughs> yeah, we do. So the second story from Monster Doobie is titled "Why Would You Counter That?" This story involves my weekly pod with four good friends. A friend of mine was playing his fast zombie deck with multiple infinite combos. Deja vu. We know the one. <laughs> the game was maybe at turn seven or eight, and the zombie player had exquisite blood out. I saw a smile sneak across his face, and I already knew what was coming. Luckily, I had a counterspell in hand. I kept my poker face on. I was not worried. The zombie player's next turn rolls around, and he predictably plays Sanguine Bond, which is, you know, a combo. Wins of the game, infinite drain, infinite life gain. I boldly state, in response, I will cast this counterspell. Out of nowhere, a third player who is playing an upgraded spirit token precon states, I will counter your counter. What? I was flabbergasted. I say, why? That is his infinite combo. He wins the game now. His response was, I'd just like to see you salty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was the first time he had done that, but it was not the last. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That is like we've been talking Chaos. a lot about divine intervention these days. That is a lot like that. It's like I'm sure I'm not getting the win, but I'm deciding that the game is about to end right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's huh. just like the pure chaos play. Like like someone is doing that just to fuck with you. I mean, they said it. They're like, I just want to see you squirm and get salty. But that is just like pure chaos. I mean, maybe they had such a, bit, a shitty board state that they wanted the game to be over, which I yeah. do understand. Like at that point, it's like, please, someone just end it. 
<laughs> I gotta say, I'm really grateful. Like neither of you two or Nick are like this kind of complete chaos plays. Like we get an <laughs> element of chaos plays like this, but never to this, never to this yeah, degree. Not to that degree. <laughs> yeah, that that would make me go ballistic. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on the board state. Like I, I think sometimes those like silly goofy plays when you're chilling with friends can be kind of funny. Uh, but man, if that happens and like, I was about to win on the next turn or something like that, I'd be pretty frustrated. And and I think it depends on the other players board state too. the, the responder, the, the other counterer, you know, what do they have going on? Are they just doing this pure chaos to really piss you off? Like they said, or are they completely down and out, out of the game? Just want it to be done. I feel like this is a scenario where. When the stars align, it can be like funny and like a good time. And like everybody's like, this was hilarious. Like you made the right play. But like the vibe of the night needs to be specific. Like what's yeah. happening on the board needs to be like, there's a lot of, again, the stars have to align. I feel like in most scenarios, this would just fucking piss people off like they would be <laughs> fucking mad like you're getting the salt and that's what you wanted but like it's it's interesting <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like sixth or seventh game of the night everybody is a of little day. silly like you were playing all day yeah, yeah you're like having a good time everybody's like you know maybe a little buzz from some people like having a people good time are that's what you vibe. yeah like all sorts Things of crazy shit goofy. going down the inside jokes are just constantly rolling and then someone's like yeah fucking counter that shit and, and somebody's like, like oh what if somebody countered my my stopping of this right now and you're like actually fucking counter your bullshit if they did it with mana tie that also makes it acceptable <laughs> oh that'd be amazing <laughs> we even like say that as a joke sometimes where like something is on the stack that's gonna mess with me and i'll be like anyone want to counter that yeah you know? <laughs> literally <laughs> oh man or that's or or the classic like okay a player a is countering my thing and i'm in player d spots like uh player b you got anything for that it's like yeah. i'm not going to <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna stop that dude <laughs> yeah Oh man, love it, Monster Doobie. Thank you for the salt. What do we think about the last salt rating here? Briny, dude. Just like Briny. a salty salsa. <laughs> 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 yeah, just like a well salted tomato, like on that BLT that goes right in the salsa. <laughs> so what is that one tomato in there? Oh, it's actually two. It's two tomatoes, four okay. jalapenos, half a white onion, half a red onion in a quick pickle with white vinegar, salt. And pepper. Oh, you're recapping all of it now. <laughs> I'm recapping all of it. I'm just giving you the full salsa recipe. I drain that. Grilled red pepper, grilled jalapenos, and then I blend it all down. Salt, pepper, sugar to taste. Little bit of lime on there. It sounds like not enough tomato. Two large tomatoes. I'm talking oh, okay. heirloom, okay. dude. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Some Somebody had baddies. these tomatoes in their family. Like their grandma had these tomatoes. That's how heirloom they are. Yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> Well, is it that time of the week? <laughs> I think it might be that time of the week, Tony. But what time is it? I didn't wear a watch today. <laughs> it's the time of the week that comes every week. It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, Mike, back, 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 back. what's the salty card of the week? Well, Sam, I'm glad you asked. Salty card of the week salty this week. Salty card of the week. Salty card of the week. 
Every once in a while, I hear you start, and I definitely think you're going in like such a different direction. Where do you think I was going with that one? Was that the Star Spangled Banner? The Salt <laughs> literally had banner. a mix of it. Cars. I was like, is it the Star Spangled Banner? I thought it was. And then, Salty but... card of the week. Have you seen um, Spam a lot? Yeah, the, like where are you song? I thought it was salt, mm. da, da, salt, and I was like, what is what is happening? I haven't I, seen that. You never do musicals, but anyway. Well, salty card of the week <laughs> this week <laughs> is Nether Void. The fuck is that? It is. Is that like re- slang for a butt hole? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. That's exactly it. I'm glad that you clarified it was the hole. You actually, you're gonna realize how on the nose you were with that because this card is a butt it is three and a black for an enchant world all spells cast are countered unless their casters pay an additional three mana oh dude Gross. fuck this fucking card man <laughs> <laughs> that stacks at its core i just assumed you would like it not like this is it blue <laughs> not like this not like no this. it's black it's three and a black oh, interesting it's old. It's an oldie from Legends. But a goodie. Legends. <laughs> Jesus, it's fucking eight hundred dollars. It's eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so Tony, <laughs> actually, so Sam, how does this Whoa. make you feel? That's bullshit. Well, he, he already kind of reacted. You're fucking trash. Whenever a player plays a spell, counter it unless the controller pays three. Dude, that's so fucking rough. That is like really, <laughs> really brutal. I'm kind of shocked that, that this exists. I'm, I'm trying to think of like which deck would want to play this. Maybe a deck Urtai. like Nyx. Mogus, dude. Yeah, I was about to say maybe a deck like Nick's Mogus deck that has like group slug effects where you're already kind of in a position where just by passing the turn, you're going to burn people down with damage. And this is cast as like a final lock or something like that. Yeah. But man, three mana is pretty sizable. If this is one... That would be super manageable, hard, but manageable. Even two, I think would be manageable, but three is just that tipping point for like a recurrent cost where it's very, very hard to play around. And I'm sure whoever is playing this is running it with some other shit to like squeeze your mana base or add on other tax effects. Um, But man, the counter is just brutal. Yeah, it's like a defense grid on steroids, right? It's like instead of just just on your turn you can play things for normal it's it's all the time i feel like if you can get you know a strong board presence or activated abilities or something kind of sneak out under this and then slam this down that's sort of your best opportunity of breaking parity on it or even like a golgari deck where you drop this out and then you have an allosaurus shepherd going or you know something like that that Mm -hmm. makes your spells uncounterable and then you're like casting through it that yep could actually be pretty spicy. that actually sounds pretty good yeah now actually that, sounds now pretty think about it pretty dope just gotta pretty cool, scrounge actually. up 800 dollars real quick to, to throw hey, this in a deck only 650 euro dude that's a deal mm. isn't that how money works <laughs> <laughs> number smaller yeah definitely smaller cheaper must be cheaper <laughs> uh tony how does this make you feel um well interestingly enough I was like, this kind of would fit in your lock a little bit, just to make it a little bit more of a hated deck. Um, <laughs> Evil. And it's also so cheap. It's only four mana. There's like another brew going around in the back of my mind. 
that this would also fit into. Uh, but in general, I would I would really fucking hate it if I ever saw it. I think, yeah. <laughs> like, if it ever came down, I would I would I would be mad at that person. I wouldn't even like it, like high levels of salt would exist. I'd be because it's probably like a slow chokehold kind of move. It's not. I don't win the game when it comes down. I'm almost hoping that you concede because you hate me so much. Uh, and there's a non-zero chance. Like, imagine this coming down on turn four or turn three, and then all your opponents are just like, I have to wait three turns before I can even cast another spell, basically. Like, that fucking does anything. Like, to remove it, you would... Like, it's yeah. so... It's so brutal and also kind of hilarious in some ways. It is kind of hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe that it's $800. It is $800. I'm liking all the mini games of if you remove it, then the next person actually, like the next people in turn rotation get a huge advantage because they suddenly are unlocked before everybody else. Like there's yeah. kind of a mini game there. There really are these sneaky ways you could break parity on it, like by playing uncounterable stuff. Or even just getting enough of a value engine set up first. Like if you get a smothering tithe out and then play another void, like people are going to be so pressed for mana. You're going to like kind of slowly <laughs> eke out ahead of people. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, guess. Except for $800. Yeah, the price tag isn't good. It, it really is that kind of thing where if you have something that's uncounterable or something like Destiny Spinner, Alsor Shepherd that makes like a class of cards uncounterable for you, then you can break parody on this pretty well and uh <laughs> i do want to call out that i think we're falling into this awful trend with the salty cards where now when a salty card comes up we're like hmm how do we brew this <laughs> where, where for a long time it was like fuck this card people shouldn't play this and now we're like yes how do we do this? well that's because we're getting out of the blue cards and into the interesting ones <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder why we're getting saltier these days yeah right <laughs> Oh my god. Well, honestly, my mind went a little bit to like CDH mm -hmm. of like because of the uncounterable piece, like and because of the price. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> like I'm only gonna play this if I can proxy it, and I'm mostly only proxy in CDH. So I think the biggest thing is you would never be able to land it probably in CDH. Yeah, yeah. it's unlikely you could. It would be very hard to get it onto the table. I also do like that it's a world enchantment. I think that that card type or card super type i guess i think is uh hilarious to have existed where only one world enchantment can exist at a time so you can smash away someone's concordant crossroads with this Ooh, i like that my living plane boo <laughs> um and the only other thing i'll say is that i think the artist for this is kind of a piece of shit <laughs> oh that's that's unfortunate <laughs> but hey it's a salty card man it's on that it's on that 100 list you know that's just another piece of it that makes me salty then yeah you know respect each other not that hard and it's 800 dollars reprinted have someone else do the art <laughs> yes that's what that is what we need actually we don't we don't need this in circulation we need i do more not want to go against printed. this we need more of this printed with different art that would be perfect thanks <laughs> oh man well, where do you guys think this lands? Uh, Sam, you want to go first here? Uh, hmm. 87. <laughs> okay, I guess not. Yeah, Tony, just jump in the gun. Get the just best jump in the gun. 87? I'm going to say 84. 
Wow. You fucking cheater. I feel like I feel like for how salty this card made you guys, you really went pretty deep on the top 100 cards here. I went here. deep because I was like, who the fuck has even heard of same. this card? Yeah. <laughs> it's I went, I went, like I the same thing strategy. in the back of my mind. This is 39. What? What? Yep. Who, who the Who's fuck playing is this list this? consisted of? Not many people. Not many people are playing against this because it's only in 1,600 decks on wow. EDH Rack. So not many people are playing against it, but the people that are playing against it, they're really salty about Jeez. it. Well, let the record reflect that I did win this one because I'm closer. I was so <laughs> mad because I knew. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Mike even gave you an opening. Mike was like, Sam, go first. And you were like, oh, I'm yeah, but I had no punk ass bitch. I'm just going <laughs> to fucking call Clearly it as you I are. see it. <laughs> That's very interesting. I will say I'm kind of metagaming because I thought we used a bunch of the top 50 ones. So I've been like going low on the list. Tony, I don't know. If you're <laughs> but now I might thing. be sprinkling them in just when the moment strikes. Yeah. Just when I think I've lulled you into a false sense of late 100s. <laughs> that finally does wrap it up for our salty card of the week. Well, thanks, Mike. That was a lovely salty card of the week. And thank you to our listeners out there for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. If you want more Howling Salt Mine, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have a monthly series called Extra Salt, where we do deck tech sometimes. We answer questions from patrons. We just kind of talk about random stuff. It's a little bit more freeform, gives us a chance to do things that don't really fit into the format of this show. We also have our Stray Grains show on there, which is our short form show. It's all of the tangents and segments that don't make it into the final cut of the show. Hear us talk about video games, talk about our neighbors being weird, talk about other strange things in our lives. Uh, it's a really good time. And that Discord, the Discord is great. We've got an awesome community growing there. It's really cool to see that stuff kind of come together. If you have a salty story that you would like featured on the show, email it to us, send it to our Gmail. We are at thehowlingsalmine at gmail.com, or you can DM it to us on Reddit, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, you can find all of those accounts in our link tree in the show notes below. If you haven't given us a five-star review already on your podcast app of choice, that really does help us out a lot. Uh, it helps increase our visibility in the podcast world period, and you know helps more people organically find the show just kind of in the wild. And we also have merchandise. If you want to rep the Howling Salt Mine, we have Howling Salt Mine shirts. You can get hoodies. We even got crop tops. We've got our podcast logo on there, either with the card frame or borderless. And we also have our blue is a trash color for trash people shirt, uh, which people seem to love. And lastly, we have to shout out our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett, for giving us our beautiful podcast art. If you are ever in Asheville, North Carolina, Hit him up and get a tattoo. He's a really awesome guy. A thousand subscribers are buzzed. Yup. <laughs> well, thanks again, everybody. And stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Salt I'm venting this room because it's fucking hot as shit in here. Because you've been ripping arse, dude. I did. There's a moment where I, <laughs> a moment where I muted, and it was like cartoonish farts for like 20 seconds. It was like so long. It was very funny.
<laughs> oh my god. Very nice. Act like a fucking professional. <laughs> All right, let me scroll down and find something. I think we should pull something from Patreon. All these nuts from Patreon. Oh my god. <laughs> Much like the art for the card drought. Much like a <laughs> fuck. Much like the art for the card drought. <laughs> <laughs> Get it clean one more scrub. time.